Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson with the Family Office Club. We're doing an investor mandate interview today with uh, William by, by Bill, right? Correct. Great. Well, thanks for being here, Bill. And what type of an, an investor are you? We are a, both a family office network comprised of 140 family offices across the U.S. and a few internationally. And, and the balance, 160 are high net worth investors, um, basically from industries from the financial sector, uh, high level executives at Fortune 2500 companies and individuals who either currently own or have owned uh, their own businesses. Okay. And what types of investments are you looking at in terms of geography, size, uh, stage, you know, um, revenue levels, et cetera? We've moved from a really early stage, uh, which is maybe the C type, uh, and, and we've moved now to a growth stage and we've been doing later stage deals. Uh, the reason for that is that we want to basically be able to get more stability in the investments, especially when we talk about the venture sector. Um, and that's part of the reason why we're moving there. Um, venture, as you know, is very risky with about um, uh, VCs writing off 80% of their uh, portfolio, which is an amazing number, but they have 400 million to spread around. We don't have that kind of, those kind of numbers. Our average investments, three to four deals per year. Types of deals? Heavily involved in healthcare, we do two major healthcare forms each year for our investors, investing for cures, which is our major one, life science and, and um, health innovations, which we completed, thank God, at the end of February before the, corona, the coronavirus uh, took hold here. Uh, but we do also, um, uh, in, besides uh, healthcare space, energy, we did a big uh, uh, form with uh, Bloomberg's group and their energy finance group uh, last November. Um, we, we do uh, what I call my, my other category, emerging tech. So fintech, um, uh, basically AI, robotics, um, et cetera, in, in that growth category. Okay, makes sense. So um, when I'm thinking through all that, though, when you talk about mid-stage or late-stage in the realm of angel VC world, I'm guessing that means revenue positive, they have price and market acceptance for the product, the product's mostly developed, at least in beta stage, and maybe maybe they're doing a quarter or a half million up to two or three million in revenue maximum and just about break even, or maybe they could be profitable if they weren't trying to grow so fast. Does that describe what you're looking for? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's I gotta I gotta take your house or recording. So yeah, in addition, in addition to that, uh, we could go uh, higher. We see companies really that are that are in the five to ten million revenue range, and of course, healthcare. We're going to come way down from those numbers you just described because we're looking at phase in clinical trials. So we prefer phase one. We have clinical trials, preclinicals are much diff- more difficult to do. They need a lot more capital, much much longer timeline. And on the uh, medical device, diagnostic, digital health, we do a lot of. They're either have FDA approval, usually 510Ks, or about ready to get the 510Ks, and they have a plan. They can they have hmm. an option, and we can see how that device will basically sell in the marketplace and scale. Key is scale. Uh, one right. of the things that we look at today, especially with the with the number of failures, let's say in the VC side, what we've done differently is we have a three-year test. Is that company likely to be there three years from now, like based on all the validation teams, uh, strategic relations, but is it likely to be there three years from now or not? And if we answer that question positively, looking at all the factors, uh, putting our crystal ball on, we found that we don't have to do those extensive write-offs that I mentioned earlier. That's a key. 
because your returns are going to go way up if you can avoid those write-offs. Right. Right. That makes sense. So do you have any suggestions for someone looking at companies that have to go through FDA, FDA trials and clinical studies? I mean, it seems like a scary area for investors if they, you know, if you're not an expert in that niche, it seems, yeah, seems it, it is. And, and, and we do part of that as, you know, uh, we can actually help them do that. We also have NIH in as a major sponsor. NIH, they have a new group called SEED, uh, which uh, Matt McMahon uh, came over from Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to head this new group. Several billion dollar budget. It's part of the extramural research group. And what they're doing is looking for the translational side, but they will help these companies, not just to get, not just to facilitate the grant side, but actually lead them through, tell them what they need to do. How can they improve? How can they get there faster? And that's a very good hands-on. Most people don't know that NIH will actually do that. Right, great. Okay. And out of everything that we talked about that you'd potentially invest in, what's the number one thing that when you talk to your members and people on your team, you just wish you could see a lot more of because it's the most valuable type of deal for you right now? Uh, I think what we're looking for right now is, if, if I were to look at one thing, we're looking for a deal that is that we can participate in that has the right investor group behind them, has the right management team behind them that have been there, done that before. We can add our value because the family office side, we can commit with significant investments in the, in the three to five million range. And, so, and we've also had investments in the five to 10 million range. So if we can participate in a deal like that, the stability is there, the growth is there, and we have better outcomes on a deal like that. Uh, one other thing I, I would add too is, which I didn't mention before is, uh, the other thing for family office to keep in mind is, is this, um, that they're looking, we're looking across the alternative asset class. That means real estate, private equity, M&A, venture, and real assets. Could be something today, commodities, futures, anything like that uh, in terms of a bullion, in terms of that because it's a stability in it, in a, let's say if a market that's in crisis. If we take these four categories, we, we basically see returns in the 15 to 20 IRRs over a three to four year period. And by basically looking at the investor profile, a family office profile, how much do they want to invest per these sectors? What's their risk profile? What's their length of time? We can then create an overall investor strategy for that particular family office. Okay, great. And what would be your number one piece of advice for an investor listening here today? Maybe something you wish you knew 15 years ago and you wish you heard on a, an interview like this. I think what the, the best advice I can give another investor is get to the right teams, basically like yours. You have a very good, you know, very good uh, potpourri of deal flow and investors and you're, and you're mixing and matching those investors to give them the knowledge and the investment strategies and the actual deal flow. Important is the deal flow. How can you get into the best deals? Think of like one example, the iconic group, right? That's Gates, Zuckerberg, Larry Sergey, and others. How do they perform so well? They have experts in each, oh, they're billionaire investors, they come in, they each have expertise in a particular field and in, in the deal flow they have, they're gonna choose the best one or two deals they, they see across the board. If and an individual investor can do the same, it could be an angel group, it could be a gear group, it could be our, our group. We see the best deals and that's what we basically conclude because they'll make fewer mistakes and they'll have better returns. Right. Great. Yeah. No, I think that's a hundred thousand dollar piece of advice for sure. Cause a lot of people don't know how bad their own deal flow is exactly. because they're not able to compare it against someone who has excellent deal flow. And, you know, um, you put it on just, um, 
you know, those events plus the longevity of how long you've been doing this allows you to navigate the deals plus get a lot more deals. And same with our organization. I think it's a lot of people who haven't run an organization like that just don't understand the massive gap between the amount of things you're seeing and what the average investor is seeing who's decently connected, they feel like. So I think that's a, that's a huge piece of advice. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you, Bill? Uh, email is uh, com. Our website is com, and the phone is 203 Great. Thank you, Bill. Stay Thank safe you. and healthy. Thanks. Bye now. Take care. Bye.